Hey, 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 it's Jane A from Your Weight Loss. Hi, Leash. Hey. <laughs> okay, so we're recording a little bit early, but I wanted to tell you slash ask you, um, are your pan- your pantyhose, are they going to yes. arrive in time? Oh, they're here. I think they just arrived. I saw a guy with a small package of Amazon and they said that they were going to arrive on the Wednesday and it's Wednesday today. So Amazon's pretty reliable. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's not that I don't have pantyhose, but I had this moment. So they're ripped, but they're ripped at a spot that it won't show with my skirt. And, uh, but I had this moment that like, once they're ripped, it's like easier to like put my, like, it's a big hole. So I could literally put like two fingers and then, and it's, it's, it's over. Um, so this is mostly like an extra pair. Now guys, these pantyhose are not just pantyhose. No, no, no. These are like basically, and I didn't tell you this, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about about those, well, they were talking about Hooter girls. And they have those same pantyhose. And I guess at Hooter restaurants, at some of them, they have a vending machine in the back with those pantyhose in them. Shut up. That's a great idea. Right? Okay. So these pantyhose, you guys, are the pantyhose you would see like Beyonce wear and Taylor Swift. And um, like basically when, you know, when they're on stage, J-Lo. Yeah, exactly. J-Lo definitely wears those. So, you know, when they're on stage and like their legs like kind of shine, but it's not, you know, they're not naked. Like it's not their leg. Um, and they look all tight and really like, like, oh, wow. Like there's no cellulite showing and there's no whatever. These are the tights. So what I did is I really wanted those tights for choose happy. And because my outfit was very Beyonce inspired, but it was supposed to be. And then it kind of turned into whatever it kind of turned like into Rihanna slash Britney Spears. And oops, I did it again. I don't know. It was all with everything. Um, so I wanted really like nice tights. So I Googled what type of tights do Beyonce, does Beyonce wear? Uh, because every picture I would Google of Beyonce on stage, she was wearing those tights. And you did this with the image and you were like, I need those pantyhose. I need those pantyhose. And I'm like, they exist. Like, do they freaking yep. only have like, oh, these are for celebrities? Like, no, these yeah. celebrities shop like us. They need to buy shit. So I Googled it and they, it's this mark called Caprizio. So Caprizio is the mark and they are found on Amazon. Um, and they're actually um, uh, tights, whatever tights is what we call them. Yeah. Pantyhose that um, it's more for ballet, like ballet people. It's like, that's how they, that, that's the promotion of it. It's like for ballet. Um, so they have a foot. Under the foot, it has like a little like squishy pattern, like for ballet. Like it's like very like that you would wear that. Like it has like kind of like a little, oh man, I should go get them. Huh? So that you uh, don't fall? Yeah, it's not, no. Well, maybe yes, but it's like, it's it's like a sock on the bottom. Yeah, it definitely like looks different than like a regular pair of pantyhose. Um, they do not rip. What happened is a friend of mine was sitting beside me at the restaurant one night when I was wearing them and her wedding way, wedding ring caught in my fishnet and she pulled that bitch and then I said shit you just ripped my pantyhose and she went on like nothing had happened and I was like those are $45 pantyhose you know what I mean Uh, I was just like oh I'm really upset inside but I'm just gonna keep my cool because we're gonna move on. But at least you rip them at a place where it's like on my side. It's like really up here. But I have to be careful when I put them on because I looked and it like was bigger than the last time I put on. Also, I'd like to share that I took size extra large and that's the biggest size they had. But 
it's obviously big wow. on me. Yeah. It's obviously big on me, but it's because I'm five, nine, the minute you take size, small or medium, they don't do length. So then right. Like there's like, um, you have to, you have to have them up. Yeah. Also, I'd like uh, to we, say, oh, just a second. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say that, um, from my um, extensive research that uh, people like Beyonce and Taylor Swift, they wear two, three, two, three pairs, one on top of the other. To like really make it tight. That shit is tight. Yeah. And I, Jose asked me yesterday, because my dress is quite scandalously short. And she said, don't you want to wear pantyhose? And I actually detest pantyhose because of the way my body is. I actually carry quite a bit of extra weight, like uh, under like my back right there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They don't in my fit belly. well. Yeah. So yeah, they I just see. like, they always create this line of like, and I just hate it. Okay. Yeah. See, like I could live in tights because it like my body's made for that type Literally of. Literally. Yeah. Perfection for your body. Yeah, exactly. I see it. I see what you're saying. I definitely, it's like when people say like, I love, they love, uh, let's say uh biker shorts. Yeah. It doesn't matter where the biker short hits on my legs. It's yeah. going to create a yeah. because of the excess skin because of yeah. the fat. So it's just like, I don't, it doesn't hit nicely, but tights for me hits right where there's no fat. It just ends there. Perfect. Done. And like, guys, there's like, there's, we all have different bodies. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like yeah. really work to find what works for your body and what and you feel comfortable. comfortable in. Yes, queen. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so one more thing before we move on. Um, So you know how I wasn't feeling satisfied with the earrings situation? Okay. Did you I find reached them? out to Beaumont. Uh, remember the lady that made us the earrings? Okay. And I was like, here's the situation. I know this is really annoying because my event is in four days. But like, this is what I'm wearing and this is what I'm thinking. And she made me the most beautiful pair of earrings. <gasps> Show me, send the picture. I mean, they can buy a, the, the, by now the pictures are on the internet. The Show pictures me. are on the internet. I can just show yeah. you, right? Yeah. Show me. Um, um, and, and guys, just so you know, uh, you can still purchase the recording of the, it's the last week to, per- no, actually it's done. Sorry. We were just sold it for a week. We don't over. even know what we're doing. It's over. Oh, uh, uh, I end up. Okay. She did it with the green. There's green I, and I went silver. Yes. You did it. I'm, I'm like, I, I can't do another color with that color. It's too much. Okay. So oh I my went God. with, I mean, if there's a, now chance- I'm wondering, I mean, by the time they listen to this, we figured out what you did with your hair. Now I'm wondering if we need to go up with your hair. Oh, you sent me the picture. I love you for that. It, it's, it's, uh, a, it's a big decision. I love it. The, it's perfect green. Yeah. She rocked it. She rocked it. So I'm really, really excited. And like, I'm like, oh, green with green. And I'm like, Alicia, it, you should be too much. You're on a stage. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just like Jeff said, wow, that's aggressive to my outfit. My outfit is aggressive. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. Basically, we said that it's, I'm barely, I'm basically naked, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know that now my mother-in-law is coming. My mother, so I mean, you guys, I know you've already watched the show, but my mother-in-law is in that crowd, you guys. Um, so how did this happen? Is this well, adding to Jeff's stress? Uh, she, no, I don't think so because he does nothing. What? Like he did nothing. Why would it add to his stress? Um, and in my mind, I said, I just want you to know that it's an adult show and you are a 65-year-old woman. Now she's actually 70. You're a 70-year-old woman. 
And you're going to, you're going to find this like, wow, but you're going to laugh and you're going to, you're going to enjoy this. She okay. hasn't come to our other shows, but she like, uh, watched choose happy virtually. Um, I asked her to last minute and, uh, my aunt who was coming with my mom canceled and I was trying to find my mom, a friend. And my mom was like, what about you get? Like, I wonder if she has plans. And so, um, she was babysitting last night and I was like, do you have plans on Saturday? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want to come to my show? She's like, yes. And I was like, this is amazing. My gosh. So she's going to be front row, front row, right there. There are topics that are being brought up. Like, absolutely. And I was thinking of the topics. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about the orgasm topic. Exactly. And I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, I hope she has orgasms. Like in my mind, I'm like, I feel like this is just a conversation that you need to separate kind of who she is to like, she is a woman and she deserves a sex life. She deserves like, I want to, I I will be 70 one day. And I, I, in my mind, I'm like, you know, sometimes we like, we're like stuck in this bubble and I'm like, it's just a conversation. And it's just, I want people after our show to, especially people that don't know what the, like that don't know our perception of life. Like imagine people that don't follow us. <laughs> what, what if a friend like brings them to our show, like they'll be like, Oh wow. Okay. But it's, I think it's a way to be like, I like them. I like this. This makes me feel good. This makes me feel empowered, empowered. It's the conversations that sometimes we just don't have unless you're that person that has those conversations. And I think that for our followers, they like us because we have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We talked about orgasms. We talked about vaginas. We talked about sex and, but at, but at the same time, like she knows I have sex and I think it's important to, to separate the topic to the person. I think she knows I've had sex with her son. She for sure knows that you have sex with her son. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the topics I'm like, leash, we're going to talk about, I mean, the, uh, the show's done. So like, it is what it is. We can talk about all the things right now, which is actually really fun actually. Um, but like, you know, when we talk about, um, having sex after babies, she had babies, she, you know, she had, uh, you know, she was married for 50 years and decided to divorce my father-in-law. You know what I mean? And so it's like, she has these, she had these topics in her mind of like sex after babies, you know, and, or like, don't fucking touch me. Like, I don't want to be touched right now or flirt. Oh yeah. The flirting all day. day. Don't be a dick all day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're Mm -hmm. a dick, I don't want to have sex with you. Mm. So it's like all these things, like anyone relates to that. And my mom's in the audience as well. And like, she'll relate to that, you know? Um, And I think, I think the conversations we're bringing to the table is just things that people aren't uh, feeling comfortable to talk about because it's almost taboo. And I'm like, fuck being taboo. Like that's how you feel. The issue right now with society is they're not authentic enough and they love authenticity. They're not authentic enough. They're like, everyone's like kind of doing things in, in their own home or thinking in their own brain. And and then they go out in society and not share that. And we're not doing anyone justice. So we're going to create a show every year to make sure that we remind you. We sure are. Have you told your mom anything about the show? Like, have you given her any details? Not really. I think she like, I I mean, she gets it now. She's been to like our other two shows. Uh, I think she gets what it's like to to see us on stage and like what we do. Um, she definitely does not know the extent of the topics. Okay. I think she's expecting, 
choose happy. Okay. You know, I, I think, and, and it's different. It's, it's, it's different. different. Yeah. yeah, it is different. Um, but there are pieces to choose happy that are back. And I think she'll love those pieces of it. Yeah. Um, I think the surprises, the crowd, I'm really proud of our show. I think that it's, Same. you know, it's us, it's us bringing more JNA and we've seen that people like JNA. So I, I'm okay with that. I I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, we're all caught up all, mother and mothers-in-laws, uh, earrings and t- pantyhose. It's so funny. We're recording this before, but you guys, hopefully most of you guys all got a chance to watch it and you saw it before your very eyes. And I I'm already saying it again next year. We're doing it again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Not even, not even a skip of a beat. Okay. So, oh, well, let's talk. This is great. So last podcast, I left, um, I left the people, uh, wondering about perception. And I said, we need to do a podcast. And I was like, you know what? There is a diet perception out there in society and it's huge. It's taken over. It's we're trying to break it. Um, we're working hard to break it. Um, but it only will happen if the person allows themselves to have a different perspective about weight loss and dieting. And the perfect example, maybe people are tired of us talking about the Tim Hortons, but that was like a big thing in her life. Yeah. When people kept saying to me, I couldn't do that, or I would feel so sick or, um, whatever they said to me, I said, you, I, I was thinking, but you don't know that that's your perception of what that experience will be like. I had a perception of what the experience was going to be like. It was different from the actual experience. And you really can only make conclusions on, on until you've experienced it. It's like when people tell me they don't like mushrooms, have you put a mushroom in your mouth though? Yeah, exactly. Have you tried it with a lot of garlic butter is my question. Um, oh, you're frozen. You're not, unfro- you're not unfreezing. I wonder if you hear me. I wonder. Uh, I'm I, I heard you. you, but in a little bit. So hopefully okay. we hear you. Yeah, hopefully. Basically, I said, you know, that like uh, maybe try some garlic butter. Um, so I think that, uh, oh, man, my ears hurt. Um, wait, I wanted to talk about the two more. Yes, okay. For me, perception is more than just that one sentence or that one belief. So let's go, let's, let me give you an example. You think we're going to die at Tim Hortons. Okay. That's your perception. Die. People have said that, or that it's going to be disgusting or that we're going to feel like shit. So that's perfect perception. Okay. Starts there. Yeah. You say out loud, oh my God, you're going to feel like shit. Okay. Perception number one goes deeper. Why do you think we're going to feel like shit? Because Tim Hortons is shit. Why do you think Tim Hortons is shit? Well, donuts are bad and like, it's so fattening and there's so much sugar and like, whatever reason. Why do you think donuts are fattening? Like it goes back to so much before you get to the point of, I get to the source of your thoughts. And it all stems back from beliefs. Like I, well, I've been told that, you know, diets and and that, so it could go two ways. I mean, it could go multiple ways, but let's go with the, like food, this food is shit. This food is junk. This food is fattening. This food makes you feel like shit. Even just then, does it though? 
because they're like, if I ate a donut every day, I would feel so sick. And I'm like, "Mm, that's alarming. I, I don't think it's the donut every day that makes you feel sick. It's everything with it that makes you feel overfull. And why are you feeling sick now? Of course, I'm not talking about allergies or some sort of like thing that you have intolerance against donuts, but often people were like, oh my God, I go eat once at Tim Hortons and I feel like shit. And I'm like, Hmm, let's go deep into what you were consuming. And it's like, I have a nice cap. It's just a nice cap and a wrap and a soup. And then I have a muffin. And you're thinking all of these things are like, not bad because it's just a wrap, just a soup, just a muffin and just a coffee. But all of that together, you just consumed what your body needs in energy probably for a day. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you feel like shit because your body is like not your, your body's not saying, oh my God, I feel like shit because you gave me Tim Hortons. Your body's saying, I feel like shit because you just gave me so much stuff that I do not need right now. So we did not feel like shit because we did not overeat of shit. Um, and it's not shit, it's food. And I think that that's the different, like donuts are bad. Are they though? In what way? Why do you think that, you know, and have you ever just eaten a donut every day? No. So stop saying that you would feel like shit. Yeah. Like you don't know. You don't know until you've experienced it. And there's a lot of power too with what you expect to happen. I don't remember what the study was, but I was listening to, um, my boyfriend, my next husband, James, um, Smith on a podcast. And he was, he did a lot of research for his recent book that's coming out about confidence. Well, it's out, but not, not Canada. Anyway, obviously I'm going to purchase it the second it's out. I was going to say, um, and he was talking, he did, he was doing research and it was a study based on people, I think they got the vaccine and there was half placebo, half people. And they told everyone that they got it and that to expect adverse effects. And I think like 80% of the people that got the placebo reported the adverse effects because that's what they were expecting. Yeah. It's, it really does play a role. You guys, when you like when you're not allowing yourself to live an experience. So like right now at your weight, I hope you're, you heard me. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So right now at your weight loss, I am putting myself in an experiment of not getting on the scale for two months. And it doesn't mean that I am going to do this forever, that this is the right way that getting on is bad. I just want to live that experience. And I think that that's how you grow is when you allow yourself, if you only stay stuck in those, like, I only do the things I know, then you'll only do the things you know, so you don't grow. And um, for me, it's, it's exactly that I we actually did a live together, Nadia and I and we rocked it like the conversation was so, so powerful last night on our journeys, and and how we're literally just allowing ourselves to live this experience. And with this experience, just like Tim Hortons, I don't regret it, but I don't want to do it forever. And, and I knew that, and I don't regret it, but I learned so much and, and about myself and about hunger and about fullness and about calorie awareness. And there was so much that came out of that experience. Just because you do something and you get an experience doesn't mean it's like, now this is it. This is, this is now how I live my life, but you do grow from the experience itself. 
I like had this conversation with the kids. There was a lot of things we did on our trip that were out of their comfort zone, out of my comfort zone, taking them to London. Like that's scary shit. And I like said, like, here's your little comfort bubble. And I said, okay, where are you? Where are you? And sometimes they'd be like, okay, I'm way outside. I'm just outside. And I said, like, that's how you grow. That's how you become, like, that's how you learn is by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. It was a really good analogy for them. And they even like brought it back one day. They're like, okay, this is out of my bubble, but like, I'm going to do it. So if you're wondering how to lose weight without being on a diet, you need to get out of your comfort zone right now. Your, your comfort zone, when you're trying to lose weight is a diet, that's a diet. Yeah. And they're done that. You know what that feels like? You know what that looks like? Get out of your comfort zone and try it in a different way. What happens, I was just, I just got this moment where we do that with our kids because you talked about your kids, but we push them more. See what happens when you're an adult, there's no adult pushing pushing you out out of your comfort zone. You have to be that person that goes out of their way to push your comfort zone. You're the only person that will convince you to go. I mean, you know, uh, I convinced Dia to do that audition to be in that show. Yeah. And you know, that was out of her comfort zone. I, then I convinced her you're going to do an audition in person and we're going to practice. And it was so out of her comfort zone. Cause she didn't understand a scene, what that meant that we were, I was all of a sudden playing her dad. And like, why she's like, why am I saying that? I'm like, that's the play. Like you're playing someone else. You're not DI. It doesn't have to make sense to you. So out of her comfort zone. And like, why do we do that with our kids? Because it helps them to grow. Like we know that it's like to change and to grow and to live different experiences. But as an adult, no one's coming. No one's forcing you to do it. And we get stuck. We definitely we get, get so stuck. stuck. In I our actually ways. see so stuck. I actually see like when I'm old, I want to not be like I see some people as you age, it's like their world gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, you know what I does. mean? It really does. And I I like, I I don't know, maybe I'm naive and maybe, maybe I will want that as well as I get older, but I want to like, I want to always be pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Uh, You know, you know, I'm here for that. Um, just like, I'd like to push my grandmother out of her comfort zone. I'm like, your years are numbered. Like you're 88. Do you want to go to Florida? Do you want to get on a plane? She's never been on a plane. And like, it's like, absolutely not, you know, and I'm obviously respect that and whatever, but I definitely feel like we've gone out of our way leash up until this moment to stay connected to growth. You know, when people say like, I stay connected to me, I'm like, what does that mean? And maybe if I keep, if I start saying that I, I keep connected to growth, like I always want to keep growing. And so in order for me to keep growing, I have to like put myself in positions of experiences. And sometimes it doesn't go as I planned, like, and, or sometimes it's like, that wasn't fun. So I, I'm not keeping that experience, but I grew from it. So next, you know, um, but I really have to say that there is something about, you can have a perception of something and your perception is stopping you, not the, the actual act, you know? Um, so perception of like my spin classes are too hard, um, or you'll be embarrassed or you won't like it or whatever. I'm like, why not try it? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Um, and you try it, you don't like it. Don't come back. But at least, you know, at least you had that moment. Absolutely. That's something that really, I guess I never really quite identified that piece about when I hear people turning things down because of their perception of what that experience would be like. I'm like, but you don't know that Mm -hmm. go experience that. And then tell me that you don't want that experience then you can tell me you don't like mushrooms. Yeah.
then you can tell me you don't like mushrooms. Right. Are we talking about mushrooms like in a pen or other kinds of mushrooms? I've I never mean, tried- I like all the mushrooms. Do you now? I've never I tried do. mushrooms. Oh, that kind of mushrooms. No, I'm definitely talking about mushrooms in a pan. I was talking about like different ways of cooking mushrooms. No, I've never tried mushrooms. What do they do? How do you eat that? You, do you know put it more about mouth. mushrooms? You just eat you it, put it in your mouth. What does it do? Uh, I feel I like it's Alice, Alice in Wonderland style. Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland style for sure. Like there's a talking be, purple cat. That experience would be for sure out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know that um, like all the Disney movies are made, like there's like little signs of like drugs in the, in the things like the creators, like there's like little, like that, that's like a rumor. That's like a conspiracy theory for sure. Conspiracy theory for sure. I I'm here for it. I I'm here for all the things. I mean, if that gets your creative energy flowing, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Alice in Wonderland. She definitely is on mushrooms. There's a lot happening in that movie. There's yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 Um, so I guess for us, I don't, I don't know if there's one thing that I could say to all the humans is that your it's everything is perception everything is perception and i think that sometimes we get caught up in other people's perception mm-hmm. and we make we make it our own or we mm-hmm. make it have an effect on our own and you know i think that that's why you'll have people in your life that have a different perception of different things and being able to separate your perception from their perception is really important. You are your own person, even from your spouse or your kids. So, um, I really need, I've been really taking in, I need you to follow that girl. You would love her posts. They make me think every day, which I love that. Oh, I just followed her. You, you shared her this morning. Yes. She's like my easy way to stay connected to content about parenting. Cause I like okay. content about parenting. You'd love her like style. And what she says doesn't necessarily, there's no like do this. What's her name? Uh, Kirsten Kobabe. Kirsten Kobabe. Cause people are going to want to know. Yeah. Kirsten Kobabe, uh, like five quotes for caregiver caregivers or parents of teenagers. And I just like to read them. They make me like, you know, I love this. Children are master energy readers. They can walk into any room and take a sniff and they'll know which grownups are on their side and which ones aren't. Hmm. And that made me like, I just like love that. Like, as in like, they know if you're like against whatever, uh, the perfect parent, I'm sure you read that. That's the one I shared, but look at this. Our children don't need parents who strive for perfection. They need parents willing to engage in self-reflection. Obviously, I, I think you just that. like you, I think you just got turned on by that. Like I self-reflection, that is my, that's porn to me. That's exactly my love language. And so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, did wait. you their cat and follow them? Is that how I follow her? Is that how you heard about her? Yeah, exactly. She's in the common parent. Okay. She's one of the specialists in the common parent. Okay. Um, I love this. Nothing says, nothing says give up your authentic self she's really about authenticity and letting your kids be themselves like that. And I love that. So nothing, and not to push your own perception and beliefs on your kids and to listen and to allow them to grow and to allow them to figure out their life because a happy human is an authentic human. And so obviously I believe in all of those things. So she said, um, nothing says give up your authentic self, like spending your education years in a one size fits all curriculum. Oh, like she, Ooh. like, yeah, 
Love that. Um, children have never been very good at listening to their elders, but they never fail to imitate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, um, okay, wait, teens want to know how we will respond before they come to us for support. We show them through our daily interactions. Yeah. Do you, do you, and she makes you think, yeah. do you blow up when they don't do their chores? They're less likely to tell you about their hard day. Yeah. Do you get frustrated when they are on their phone? They are less likely to share their interests with you. Are you judgmental about their room being dirty? They are less likely to come out of their room. Are you angry when they miss curfew? They are less likely to want to come home or call you for help. Yes. So it's like, it's just like, I like love, like she makes you think because like you want to like sometimes be mad about things and then you're like, what kind of relationship am I creating? And I'm more like, because I take in this content and this language and Uh this way of believing I'm definitely more the parent that they are more open to and that they go to than Jeff, because he does not take in this content. He is not a bad parent. He definitely parents more like he was parented. Yeah. And like we were parented, like, you know what I mean? Which is fine. I'm just going out of my way to take in a different perspective on how to parent. And I can decide what makes me feel like authentic and right. You know, absolutely. If you want a strong connection with your team tomorrow, how you treat them today matters. And I just like all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like what I read. You know, we maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do an episode on um, parenting. I feel like people would put would love to have that conversation because like our kids are getting like, um, you know, the girls are eight. All of our girls are eight. And we're definitely nearing some tween style behavior. And I'm definitely seeing the importance of creating a relationship where they feel comfortable speaking to you and feel comfortable having their emotions and all that stuff. And also that conversation of for sure, Neil and I do parent differently. And that's maybe one of our, it may be our biggest conflicts we ever have is how he interacts sometimes with the kids. And that's not how I would have done that. And we, that that's our biggest conflict. I would say actually. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. So I feel like at the end of the day, I think we're on the same page of like how, like the relationship we want with our kids. Yes. Um, I think we're on the same page for that. And I like to read. So I like, she posts daily and it's always things to make you reflect and make you reflect on your behaviors. Another one I want you to follow you guys and leash is doctor. Hopefully she shows up by writing doctor. Probably not. Right. Uh, yeah, she shows up. She has a blue tick. So she showed up. So it's written doctor. Probably this is her last name, Shafali, but it's called she. So S H E F A L I, doctor, written all D O C T O R. Got she it. Valley. She has 600,000 followers. Got um, it. Makes a video every single day. Yeah. And talks about like I her way of her way of thinking aligns with the way that I would like to think. Okay even with like spouses and like, it's all about relationship with your kids and your spouses. And she's like, um, stop thinking that your spouse needs to support what you do. Like as like, and I just like, I like that. It's very like, it's not like it's very self awareness, you being your own, your own best thing, like you being your own, um, cheerleader, which is obviously what I, what you need for life in a relationship. Well, we've just uh, left them with so much goodness here. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think this is a great podcast, you guys. Um, so I guess tune into your own perceptions, create self-reflections and give yourself the experience of different things. Let's do it. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, Leash. Bye, guys.